This is the OBX Fishcast. I'm Jody O'Donnell. Starting the program with one of our many fishing experts on the scene, Captain Marty Brill. Marty, this has been a pretty good week on the fishing front. I would say that fishing has been great this week on several fronts. The offshore fishing was very, very good uh, for the mahi. Lots of gaffer or large-sized mahi for the Oregon Inlet Fleet and the Hatter Fleet. Uh, tuna fishing was way off because they're having a problem with sharks, abundant sharks that are eating the tunas off the line. So that's making it more difficult to catch the tuna, but the mahi are more than making up for the difference. Down in Hatteras, of course, we have the Hatteras Village Offshore Open going on. Three fish over 500 pounds uh, going, uh, came to the dock and been weighed in. Several more released, so they're having a good billfish tournament down there. We have cobia fishing. It's a, as of today, it's a little slower, but earlier in the week it was great with some big, big cobia caught from 50 to 80 pounds. And um, you know, other than that, uh, fishing has remained really active around the inlets and in the sound. Around the inlets with Spanish mackerel and bluefish, and then back in the sounds, uh, Hatteras, Ocracoke, and the northern sound up around Wanchis, the speckled trout fishing has been very, very good. So. All in all, you know, it's a good picture, a great uh, great setup for the fishing, especially if you get a chance to go offshore. The, the dolphin or the mahi are crowd pleasers. They're great to eat. You can fry them, broil them, grill them, bake them, whatever you want to do. But they jump out of the water. They're one of the most beautiful fish there is, very prolific, very sustainable. And, um, you know, probably the meat and potatoes of the charter captain's livelihood, really. So I would say that's what you want to go after. I also saw where in Ocracoke they had caught a real big wahoo the other day. I think that thing was like 87 pounds. It was over 80 pounds. It was a real, real big one. And uh, we've been seeing some 50 and 60 pounders. Wahoo, one of the fastest fish in the ocean, really good to eat. But that's uh, that's true also. And then, you know, we still are seeing some activity on bottom fish when the guys want to do it, which don't see a lot of it when the mahi fishing is so good, but there's beeliner snappers, sea bass, grouper, and tile fish. All are very plentiful, and we do have boats that specialize in bottom fishing. So, you know, there's another option for you. I would say that all round fishing went from being very slow a month ago to being good on many, many fronts, including the surf and pier fishing. Of course, I know you have other people to tell you about that a little bit, but offshore and nearshore, it's really good. Marty, quick question before we let you go. When we see photos of the fish that get caught offshore and we talk about the tuna and the mahi-mahi or dolphin, whatever you want to call them, it's not completely uncommon to see a tuna that has been half-eaten by a shark. Yes, and that's the rarity. What you don't see is the tuna that's been 100% eaten by the sharks because there's nothing left to take a picture. The reason that happens is... A, there's a tremendous amount of sharks, and we're talking 40 miles offshore, but there's a tremendous amount of sharks, and the tuna goes down deep and is is on the line digging and pulling, and there's really, he's kind of in a bad situation. So the sharks are filling up. To them, that's just, uh, you know, that's the buffet line for them, and, and it's not uncommon to have six or seven tuna on at one time, and lose all seven of them to sharks. The guys have just about given up tuna fishing because they can't get them to the boat. Talking to Captain Marty Brill, this is the OBX Fish Cast. And Marty, 
What about uh, far as the next few days, next week ahead? What are you thinking offshore? I'm thinking that this is a great time to get on a makeup charter. If you think it's too expensive, I can't do it, whatever. First of all, take your kids down to the major marinas. Let them see the catches come in around the dock. Talk directly to the captain and, even more importantly, to the mate. And then see about either booking a boat or getting on a makeup charter where they'll put you with uh, a, a maximum of six people to split the cost and, and get out there and go because you have the advantage. There are still boats available this early in the season. Next weekend might not be so easy to get on a boat, but this weekend and this week coming forward, go down there and while the weather's good, go out and experience some of that great fishing. Marty, thank you so much. Okay, have a great day. This is the OBX Fish Cast, and we're chatting with Era at the Oregon Inlet Fishing Center. And Era, one of the things we've been talking about, you know, with the tuna and the mahi getting caught in big numbers over the last uh-huh. couple of weeks, is sometimes you'll see where the tuna get eaten, but the mahi are untouched by the sharks. And that was one of your research projects. It was, yes. So I got a hold of one of our captains, and what he basically told me was. When uh, tuna is on, um, they like to bog down. Uh, when a mahi is on the line, they kind of stay more toward the surface. But um, when the tuna is on the line and it bogs down, it kind of goes into shark territory. And it and because it gets hooked, it kind of freaks out a little bit and strays from the pack. And that's when it's really done. That's when the shark really takes advantage. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. So now we got that all squared away. <laughs> Era, moving along, we're talking dolphin, we're talking tuna. Y'all been catching some of those? Uh, we've been catching lots of mahi. Um, they were coming in uh, 40 per boat pretty much yesterday. So it was impressive to see the docks all laid out in green and yellow. Now what about the other fishings y'all have at the Oregon Inlet Fishing Center? How's that been coming along? Um, our near shore guys have been bragging about uh, their Spanish mackerel that they've been seeing. Um, they're really happy to see them. They've also still started, or they've been seeing bluefish, so they're still happy with that. There's some variety there. Um, the inshore guys, they're happy with the speckled trout. They're seeing quantity and quality. So, yeah, that's what's been going on. Miss Oregon Inlet, she's seeing flounder, sea mullet, and pigfish and northern puffers. Now, on Miss Oregon Inlet, I think people are always curious, she has one trip now. What time does that leave? It leaves at 8 a.m., um, and we'll go out until 12.30. And then when does she start doing the two trips a day? So Memorial Day weekend, we are full schedule for everything. Um, that's the Miss Oregon Inlet. She'll run two trips a day, once in the morning, once in the afternoon. And the safari actually has five trips. It has four regular trips during the day, and it has a sunset cruise. Now, we haven't really taught cobia in this report. seems like that action has diminished a little bit in the latter part of this week. Yeah, um, I was listening to a couple captains around here yesterday, and they were saying that the water quality has really affected, you know, the cobia catching. Um, and also, if it's overcast, you can't really see them because I believe you have to cast a line directly to them. It's sight fishing, yes. For yeah. Most of the time. I guess some people dabble in some other ways, but the predominant mm-hmm. method is the sight casting. Well, Eric, do you have any availabilities in the near future out of the Oregon Inlet Fishing Center for offshore, nearshore, inshore? You get the idea. Absolutely, I do. Uh, Miss Oregon Inlet is uh, available for booking any day but Sunday. Um, she doesn't sail on Sundays. But um, everything else? 
very dependent um, on what's scheduled and what's available, um, but you can always call me to find out. Our phone number is 252-441-6301. Um, if you're not much for talking on the phone, we have a website as well, oregon-inlet.com. And when you walk inside the Oregon Inlet Fishing Center, you're definitely going to notice a difference. Absolutely. It's been uh, newly renovated over the winter. Um, we got hardwood floors now. we got shiny countertops and signs to point you in the right direction for what you want. Terrific. Era, thanks so much for being part of the OBX FishCast. Absolutely. See you later. This is the OBX FishCast. I'm Jody. With us right now is Rachel from OBX Marina. And yes, you've probably seen OBX Marina before if you've ever watched Wicked Tuna Outer Banks. But Rachel, what's been happening on the fishing front this week out of OBX Marina? Well, wish everybody happy Friday. And this week we had... Earlier in the week, we had great catches of blackfin, yellowfin tuna, our mahi-mahi. Uh, we had skipjacks, king mackerel, mako sharks, Spanish mackerel, king mackerel, bluefish, uh, just a wonderful variety. Um, we've got every boat in our fleet out today, so let's hope things jump up again. And we've got uh, every boat out on Saturday. Um, they're thinking that they're hoping the water will get a little warmer and the fishing will get a little heavier now later, uh, uh, next week. Uh, right now the water temperature, I believe, is around 60 degrees is what one of the captains said. So next week we've got boats open. We've got makeup trips available. We've already got some people on our list for next week. So if anybody wants to get on one of those boats and do... Anything from a two-hour charter to a Gulf Stream, which is usually anywhere from 10 to 12 hours, we have trips available. Give us a call here at 252-473-9991. And, of course, we've also got our dolphin tours. We do three tours a day. They're two-hour tours. And, boy, we had a great grand opening at the Tiki Hut. Everybody had just the best time. And the Tiki Hut opens at 2, and Suey's is serving a lot of good bar food. But uh, please, if anybody wants to charter a boat, give us a call. We'll take care of you. We, uh, and also, we certainly enjoy it when the customers come in. we got Wicked Tuna T-shirts. Everybody loves them. We have OBX Marina T-shirts and hats. Come on down and visit us, and we'll give you our, the best fishing report we can, and we'll get you on the best boat we can, the one that you love. And don't forget about our makeup charters. No doubt about it. Looking for some more good fishing next week with those dolphins that have been red hot. People need to find OBX Marina. Maybe they've seen it on TV, but they're going to need some directions, aren't they? Yes, and I tell people it's it, when you get on Route 345, after you go past the bypass, 345, we're exactly three miles down this little country road. People get, they get in a panic. They call us early in the morning and say, we think we're lost. No, we're a wonderful little fishing village that takes you back 20 years. Uh, You're on the right road. Come on down and visit us. Actually, we're pretty easy to find. And they can all, everybody's got those navigation in their cars. Now give us a call and we'll give you the street address of this little marina that we've got running around here. 
All right, Rachel. Well, thank you so much. And uh, give that dog a biscuit in the background. Oh, that's Kaya. She works here. Okay. All right. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> Bye-bye. This is the OBX Fishcast. I'm Jody O'Donnell. With us is Pat from Teaches Lair Marina. Pat, you're there on Hatteras Island. How has the offshore fishing been? Offshore fishing, because you know we've got the Hatteras Village offshore open going on right now. So we've got a lot more boats than usual. Um, but the fishing has been, it's been a little scattered. They've been doing okay with dolphin, a few wahoo. Um, today, a lot of the boats are sitting in because it's rough. This wind came, turned around, came out of the south, and it's pretty choppy out there. Uh, tomorrow's going to be the last day of that fishing, and the weekend forecast isn't looking too great either. Now, we were talking a little offshore with the, you know, the different wahoo and dolphin and tuna, but what about the uh, inshore and nearshore action? Uh, there's still some big drum around. Uh, some cobia have been spotted, and a couple have been caught, good-sized ones. A lot of Spanish mackerel, some bluefish, and uh, some great trout. When people go to Teacher's Lair Marina, though, you're not afraid to give them a full report. What's happening in the sound? Um, pretty much the same. It's going to be blue, Spanish, and trout. People have never been there before. How are they going to find you? They can call us at 252-986-2460. Get us online or come by and see us. What would be your address, though, in case they like to drive aimlessly? 58646 Highway 12. We're right before the ferry dock on the right-hand side. Sometimes people get hungry. Is there a restaurant there? There is. There's Hatteras Soul, which is open from 5 o'clock in the evening, uh, Tuesdays through Sundays. I know you can't ever mention, like, your favorite boat during the report. No. What's your favorite dish at the restaurant? I usually go for the appetizers. They've got very good mussels. They have great calamari and um, fried shrimp, that sort of thing. They have really good food. They have excellent food. Anglers get hungry, Pat. And I you're, know. You're there at Teacher's Lair Marina. And, Pat, thanks so much for being part of the OBX Fishcast. Thank you. Appreciate it, Jody. This is the OBX Fishcast. I'm Jody O'Donnell with us, Troy, at TW's. Troy, give us the lowdown on how the fishing has been on the northern outer banks. Well, in the surf right now, they're catching some sea mullet, a uh, good amount of trout. A nice Spanish bite was going on today on the piers early in the morning. Um, some inshore boats are catching some cobia, Spanish mackerel, bluefish, and then in the sounds, you know, there's trout everywhere in the creeks and, you know, out in the open water, so they're doing pretty good with that. Offshore, they're catching some dolphin, a few tuna here and there, so fishing's pretty good right now. Water's warming up. Things are getting going. What kind of water temperatures are we looking at? Um, so right now, today, we have water temperatures at 64, so mid-60s. TWs, Kitty Hawk, and Nag said, what are the hours at TWs? Um, we're open from 6 to 9, Monday through um, Friday. All right, and then how about the weekends? Weekends, 6 to 9. Okay, well, that's consistent. Now, Troy, if someone is walking into TWs and they're thinking they want to go fishing and they said, what's going to give me the best chance at catching a fish today, what will your answer be? Right now, your best bet would be fresh shrimp or a tandem um, trout jig rig. And uh, as we look further into the future on the Outer Banks, northern beaches, if you had the gift of psychic powers for next week, what would you say we can look forward to in the world of northern beach fishing? So what, right now the forecast is set up to be blowing, um pretty good. So, I mean, the water's going to warm up by that. Um, so hopefully the fish hang around still. All right, we're talking to Troy at TWs. They're in Kitty Hawk. They're in Nags Head. Troy, thanks so much for being part of the OBX Fishcast. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good one. Come see us. This is the OBX Fishcast. I'm Jody O'Donnell, and we are talking to Tim at Frank and Franz in Avon. Tim, what's been happening on the fishing front in that direction? Well, so there's been a lot of sea mullet being caught. Um, uh, that's 
the fish of the day, if you if you asked. Um, but there's also some nice size pompano being caught, which is a lot of fun to catch. They fight real hard. Um, the uh, bluefish have been around, and when the water clears up, uh, at times the Spanish have been coming in. They've been catching those off the pier and off the beach. Um, haven't heard a whole lot about um, some puppy drum and drum, but there's been a few around. Um, and the things to look forward to, I mean, I, I'm really excited about cobia. Cobia fishing is really picking up. There was a really nice one caught out of the inlet yesterday. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people do that with uh, sight fishing, and sometimes they cut bait for them. So it's uh, really, really exciting times right now. Um, lots of things to look forward to. Now, Tim, when people are at Frank and France, if they said, hey, we would like to go for the cobia, what would you tell them? Well, um, so I would tell them if they want to sight fish for them that uh, you need to get with a guy that can sight with sight fish, and you want to pick up jigs and uh, some like they make these artificial eels. And if you like the bottom fish for them with cut bait, um, use uh, fresh menhaden or, or bunker. Um, and that works really good. And now, you want to chum heavy for them. Now, also you discussed the people catching the pompanos and the sea mullets. Uh, what if they're just thinking, I, that's all I want to do is just put something on my plate? Well, um, so sea mullet and pompano are really good for that. And what you want to do is use uh, sand fleas. Those are the, typically the best bait this time of year. But you could also use um, shrimp and bloodworms and the stuff called fish bites. Uh, works great. Um, that's, that is what you really need to go after if you want to put something on the plate. Y'all have a big kayak fishing tournament on the way. Uh, how has the kayak fishing been coming along? So it, the sound side fishing is typically what people do for the kayaks, and it's starting to pick up. Um, there are some, some uh, speckled trout, some nice ones. I've seen some nice pictures of speckled trout. And you can also pick up drum back there. So that's, that's actually starting to pick up also. So. Tell us a little bit about your kayak fishing tournament. Uh, so it's a it's a three day tournament. It's uh, Memorial Day weekend. Um, there's lots of prizes. The main prize is a a 13 foot Sea Ghost Vibe kayak, which is really exciting for us. And there's many other nice nice prizes. Um, and you know it's still still time to sign up. We'll sign people up right to the very end. So and you can go online to our website, which is Hatteras-Island.com, and you can sign up right there. Or you can just give us a call at 995-4171. And, of course, Tim, I mean, you all are a tradition on Hatteras Island there in Avon. Frank and friends, but you have a little bit of a different look right now. Yeah, so uh, we were, we've been red and white, but we changed it to, to blue now. It's kind of like a, an aqua blue with gray trim. Uh, we, we're hoping that it, uh, people can see us a little better now. Tim, thank you so much for being part of the OBX FishCast. All right. We'll see you. Have a good day, guys. This is the OBX FishCast. I'm with Alan at Tradewinds in Ocracoke. And, Alan, how has the fishing been this week in Ocracoke? It's been really good, Jetty. Although I will say the last couple of days, um, seems like the beach has slowed down a little bit. We still have a nice mix of fish. we got sea mullets, bluefish. We've got a couple of puppy drum, a couple of pompano have been caught. Interestingly, we've seen a few trout, both speckle and gray trout, near shore, along the back, people walking out, or even on the beach at night. So that's been kind of neat. Um, 
just a little surprising to see those trout around. Usually this time of year, they're back in the sound around Ocracoke, but they're still showing up here and there right along the beach. But the beach has been a little slower, but still good fishing and a nice mix of fish. One of the things I'd recommend for people fishing along the beach right now is keep your gear as light as you can. Uh, you're going to have a windy day or two. You're going to need to have, get a little heavier gear, but on those real pretty, calm, clear days, don't hesitate to cast lures for the Spanish. They'll be there around. And uh, just keep your bait and gear as light as you can so you can feel the little light bites on those real clear, calm days. Any cobia in the Ocracoke metro area? We've had a couple cobia caught. Not many. It's been a little slow on the cobia. Um, we've had a couple drum on the inside, some nice trout, both kayaking on the boats, uh, speckles and grays. We've had some sea mullets, and we've had a few flounder around. And there have been a couple of flounder on the beach, but flounder fishing is just starting to happen. And there's a few flounder around on the inside as well. Cobia are here, but just not, not cooperating with us too well. So there's just onesie-twosies. Probably the best fishing right now, Jody, the last couple of days has been offshore. We're still seeing yellowfin tuna. We've got some nice dolphin, uh, nice gaffer dolphin up to about 30 pounds or so. Uh, yellow fins are sticking around, and they're up close to 40 pounds, 30, 40 pound yellow fins. But Oahu fishing really picked back up the last two or three days. We had an 85 pound Wahoo called on the drumstick, and we've had some other 60, 70 pound Wahoo, as well as good numbers of Wahoo. So that's been great for the offshore fishing. Talking to Alan at Trade Winds. Alan, what are your hours? We're 7 to 7 every day, Jody. We're located right. Same building as Jason's Restaurant across from the brewery here on Ocracoke. And always check out Charles' Facebook page. You bet. Alan, thank you so much for being part of the OBX FishCast. Thank you, Jody. Take care. This is the OBX FishCast. I'm Jody O'Donnell. With us, Tony Lombardi. We've got a tip from Tony, his website, walkingangler.com. And today, Tony, we're talking about a log, keeping a log when it comes to your fishing. Uh, thanks for dropping by the program. And, Tony, the question is, why a log? Well, there's a lot of reasons why we, we do a log. Uh, history typically repeats itself. And this scenario occurs on a regular basis, whether it's in angling or in nature itself. Uh, a possible explanation is that, you know, fish, like other wildlife, are creatures of habit. You know, and in nature, this habit just doesn't happen by chance. So uh, you, you want to you identify some of the uh, particulars of a species to know when and where to fish. And a log allows you to document those findings and use them uh, not only today but uh, into the future. What are some of the findings that you place in your log? Uh, what, what will we read if I, if I stole your notes? You stole my notes. Well, there's, there's a lot of things that you would find. Uh, obviously, the, the, uh, my website indicates you know, when you need to identify the particular um, features of, of the log. Uh, you want to look at, uh, you know, number one, the date, you know, the date of you know, when you fished. Uh, where did you fish? Uh, was it a surf? Was it a pier? Was it a bridge? You want to look at certain observations. You know, what else did you see in the area? Uh, you want to look for birds. You want to look for structure. You know, maybe bait jumping in the water. Uh, times of day, very important because the time of day could correspond with the tide. And that's something else that you want to look at. You want to look at the tides. Water temperature, uh, other, other uh, uh, weather-related items such as wind uh, speed and direction, uh, water temperature, clarity. You know, is there any vegetation? 
Uh, and, of course, you want to look at sunrise and sunset. One other thing that a lot of anglers focus in on is moon rise and moon set. So there's, there's a lot of items that you want to put in a log uh, that will help you uh, determine where the fish are going to be at any given time. Talking to Tony Lombardi, walkingangler.com. Tony, how often do you go back and consult with your log as the season goes on? Well, I, I look at it all the time. Um, typically, usually the beginning of the month, uh, for example, May, you know, I looked at what we caught last year at this time, and we caught some sea mullet. There were some blow toads in the surf. Uh, we also caught bluefish and trout. So I look at those, um, those species that we caught, and I look at how we caught them. You know, what lures we used, what, uh, what gear. Um, did we use a certain presentation? Uh, so it's things like that that I look at. And, and I try to look at my log not only, um, you know, once or twice, but, you know, even after I come back fishing, let's compare what I saw last year to what I saw this year. And is that a place I want to go back to um, again at this particular time and and uh, and of the season? How far back do you go? When did you start the logging process? How far back do you go when you're checking your log information? And when do you start contributing to the log? Do you to enter as soon as you go fishing and you come back, or do you wait a few days? Well, it's I I, I go back. Uh, oh, I have gone back as, as much as five years. Obviously, we have, you know, weather changes that will affect that. But I, I have logs that go back dozens of years. And, and when do I add information to that, to the new log, is, is when I come back from my fishing trip. So everything is fresh. Talking to Tony Lombardi, walkingangler.com. You mentioned you checked out May's log from last year, do these logs from the month to month, do they stay very consistent or do you notice certain trends like a few years, the fish do this, then they do something different for another few years? How does that work out? I, I do. I, I, there, there is a pattern uh, typically to, to the different species. Uh, you notice when they show up that, uh, during the, 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 the change in water temperature, uh, they show up on moving water, the, t the tides. So yes, there, there's a definite pattern to to most of the species, and you try to focus on those, you know, when when you go out that you know on your trip. It is the month of May, Tony. Middle of the month. What could we expect the rest of the month based on your log readings of the past and our look at the future? Well, obviously we've we've moved into um, the the late late spring. We're into the summer season. So your sea mullet are going to be around. Bluefish have moved in. you got some Spanish um, have moved from the southern beaches up to the northern beaches. Obviously, we're going to see trout and, and lots of trout on the little bridge. Uh, we're seeing a lot of trout in the sound, so that means that they're going to be moving into some structure. Uh, flounder are around. Uh, our summer species are going to start showing up with our croaker and spot. Um, so it just looks like we're, we're just about into the summer season. All of our favorite species are going to be here uh, with the water temperatures increasing every day. It just seems like uh, within the next couple of days, we should see a really good bite. He's Tony Lombardi. Walkingangler.com is his website. You can check out his logs on the site. Tony, thanks so much for dropping by the OBX FishCast. Thanks, Jody. This has been the OBX FishCast. I'm Jody O'Donnell. Remember, for the latest fishing information, always listen to Beach 104 as well as 94.5 WCMS and log on to obxtoday.com. 
A brand new OBX Fishcast will air next Friday.